The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors, Broadway Media, their respective managements or employees. Live from the sun's arsehole, it's the Geek Show. Uh. Whoa! <laughs> right away. Uh, listen, on the program today, all the latest geek news, of course, and we've got an entertainment lawyer who will answer your questions about the writers and actors strike. Oh, no. On, I know. Uh, sorry, Mike. On today's <laughs> Geek Show... Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, why, Hi, everybody. Why is capitalism? Yeah. <laughs> well, you're telling me. Well, for various reasons. That sounds like another podcast. We'll we'll have to start okay. another one to do that one. Uh, yeah. Welcome, everybody. Everybody's looking so good. Jay Whitaker has got some family uh, situations he needs to take care of, and so is on family assignment right now. Uh, but uh, joining us, hey, just about everybody's back. Uh, oh, look, it's Rebecca Frost, everyone. Hi. Hey. Just uh, just uh, heads up and apologies for all the pissiness that you're going to be getting from me. Welcome to insurance talk today. It's okay. <laughs> I come for the pissiness. Bring it. Bring I admire pissiness. anybody who can go through what you just went through and still make the damned podcast, because I'll tell you what I'd be doing right now. Not the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I just need like some sense of normalcy. Yeah, He's the best. Yeah, you're, yes. you're awesome, and your dedication is palpable. Thanks. Indeed. He comes for the pissiness. He's quad T, everybody. Too I heard Tony. it right as I said it. Yep. Yes, nope. you did. Um, <laughs> I... Check me out on Twitter at Quad T Tony and on Blue Sky Socials. Oh. Quad T. What's Twitter? Hey, what's Twitter? Yeah. Do you mean X? Oh I right, I forgot. Uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Why would Why would you want to Why Why would you want to keep a name that everybody yeah. knows? Why like, would you want that? Exactly. I don't know, Max. Like my uh, exactly. <laughs> like like my friend on Geek Show Help Desk Lando said, Twitter had the Holy Grail. Its name was a verb. People yes. just accepted mm. it. And what does Elon decide it to was, do? It was in dictionaries, for God's sake. Yep. Tweet is Tweet in dictionary. It. Anyway, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Lee George Cade is here. Hi, Lee. How are you? I, I just drove back from Canada, and boy, are my arms tired. I'll LGK um, at Blue Sky Social. Do you have chips, do you have chips for me? <gasps> no. Oh. Lee, I, I don't know if you know this. I just went through a, a crisis. And... Yeah, yeah. So your crisis <laughs> happened. Uh, we we didn't actually bring a vehicle into Canada, or I would have. Okay. Well, so oh, what I'm saying okay. is, that's fine. All dressed chips would go a long way to helping. I'm just saying, that all, a bag of all dressed chips would fix a not, lot of problems now this for is me right Not now. to be pedantic about this, but he didn't say that he didn't bring a car out of Canada. Mm. So, ah. so that's, that's why you're a lawyer. <laughs> um, but but when I did read the news of what happened to you, I went immediately to the corner market and bought a bag of all dressed chips and sat on the back porch and felt bad for you while I ate them. Oh. Hey, th <laughs> that, that story you just told didn't yeah. make me feel better. <laughs> he, threw, he threw most of them to the birds though and thought about you while he did it. <laughs> they were Rebecca Canadian birds. This. You know you know what geese, Canadian geese, seagulls say? Yeah, they're, they're they're just geese. But <laughs> hmm. We're Sorry. just geese, sir. Yeah. Hey, what do they call Canada Dry up there? Just it's dry. just dry, dry sir. <laughs> Actually, they, they just call we were, it ginger ale because that's we were what by it the is. Yeah. we were by the beach, and every morning I'd wake up to the sound of the seagulls. Hey, hey, redheaded ales. Oh okay. What I want to know is what did you uh, call ham up there? I didn't. You say, you say I want yeah. some Canadian. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. 
Um, okay. And uh, joining us, our uh, returning champion, uh, Mike, is here. Lawyer Mike. On the ones uh, and twos. On the ones and twos. He is our, uh, of course, uh, dear legal friend here on the podcast and is going to answer some questions. So if you have questions about the strike, start formulating them in your mind. We're talking the writers and the actors strike. What start if I have thinking, like, other legal questions? We'll get to those. <laughs> start podcast. thinking about those questions, and all of you in our chat room here on the on the YouTube channel, you can you can ask those questions of Mike about the about the strike. Oh, all Rebecca, right. sorry, Carrie, I'm going to butt right in here, but this is important. This is very important. Uh, the the Smiths by my house has all dress chips ruffles. Do they? Do it, okay. It, no, it, pause. It, pause. Are you looking online? Yeah. It's always wrong. I can promise you it's always yes. wrong. Oh, so aisle is zero is a lie. Yes, <laughs> There's no aisle yep. zero. But before yep. we go any further, we have to introduce our host, Mr. Kerry Jackson. Oh, the man hey. who keeps the ship running, even when everybody's gone. <laughs> well, if, if everyone's gone, who else is going to do it? See, the bridge is on <laughs> fire and the admiral is still in command. Kerry's the captain. I'm the, I'm the engineer on the lower decks. Just kind of poking at the engine, keeping things running. Oh, Tony, Tony is extraordinarily valuable keeping this thing going, even when he's out of town. Uh, Monday through Friday, 6 to 10, x96.com. All right. Uh, we got a look at uh, this uh, boys spinoff today. We got our first trailer. We've been telling you about it here on the show called Gen V is the name of the show. All and, right. Uh, Real yeah. quick. Yes. You shamed me into watching trailers again. Because of what you said last week about us <laughs> and how we avoid trailers. It's our job. I get it. Fine. I'll watch the dang trailers. Don't and be I so this, sad about it. I watched this trailer. It was pretty cool. I didn't think I needed to watch a trailer because isn't it just a reboot of like the vag vagina monologues or something? In a way. I think uh, so, yeah. Gen V. Yeah. It's, no. yeah. <laughs> so if you ever watch The Boys, you probably wonder where do these characters learn all this stuff? You know, where do they learn how to use their powers? marketing, things like that, uh, there is a college that they go to where uh, super-powered beings go called Godolkin University. Yeah, okay. and, uh, yeah. What's their fight song? <laughs> Godolkin! Dun, dun, dun. We are Godolkin, we're here to save the day. It's go, 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 Godolkin. There you go. Uh, but uh, the new freshman class gets uh, more and more competitive, secret surroundings of school begin to come to light, and it, it may involve uh, puppets. You I have to watch. You have to watch the trailer to understand it. I I just hope, I hope Gal Gadolkin gets to do more Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> I um, liked her appearance in the Flash. The uh, the lead of the show is Marie, plays by Jazz Sinclair. Uh, Marie is a bloodbender. Uh, yeah, yeah, she. Yep. You watched it in the trailer. It's, it's in the trailer. Her yeah. blood comes out of her body, and she's able to manipulate it. That's it's, it's kind of cool. It's icky. <laughs> Again, is this a reboot? Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, and Patrick Schwarzenegger is in there somewhere. Oh, he oh. was. I, yeah, I guess uh, I don't remember what he looks the like. Moon, he's, he has a moon face. He's a moon face boy. My moon face boy. Uh, so that's uh, on your Prime Video, September 29th Is when that's. <clears throat> oh, that's soon. Yeah, that's soon. So go and see the trailer. Take a look. Another little bit of news that we got. Uh, this is kind of interesting. I had to do some digging in this. Uh, but it was announced that Donald Glover and his brother Stephen are going to write a Lando series for Disney+. Plus, Which means Donald will come back to play Lando. Okay. That's awesome. 
I think it's a great thing. Yes, I, and also I, also completely I, on ice right now. So yeah, yeah. like I we'll wish they you, would man. they wouldn't be announcing these things because like That's, well, they're deal, obviously not going to be working yeah. on it. Exactly. Well, this deal was cut before the strike, and again, questions for Mike about the strike. Uh, start thinking about them. Uh, it was cut before the strike, but they had somebody all set up with a series, uh, all set to go. Uh, Justin uh, Simeon. As his name, he's the director of uh, the Haunted Mansion movie that just came out. Uh, but he had it; he had a script all put together. He was going to be involved and everything. But uh, then they decided, well, let's let's see what the Glover brothers have to say. So uh, yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to this because I'm haunted. one of the what. Did you the see Haunted it? Mansion movie? No. I didn't oh. even know it was out until last night when they're like, why is it bombing? Because oh. it's July. You don't put that movie out in July, <laughs> dummies. Why didn't they wait? October movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It but is anyway. literally an October movie, and they're like, yeah, Mike, ah, July's good. Us? Mike, yeah. can you tell us why they chose to release this movie now? I cannot. Okay. <laughs> or you won't. Which even, one? No, he, yeah. he, he doesn't understand it either, I think. Uh, but uh, anyway, so there you go. That's, I look forward to that because I'm one of those few people that thought that the Han Solo movie was fine, just fine. I, I it. thought it would it make a great TV series. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yes. if you couldn't get the guy that played the Solo, would you get the guy that played the Lando? So mm-hmm. it's perfect. So uh, there you go. Harrison Ford de-aged in a TV show? God. Is that where you're going with that? No. We don't have uh, that kind of. We don't have that yeah, kind 20, of time or money. Come on, a twenty-year-old looking Harrison Ford, but he sounds and moves like an eighty-year-old man. <laughs> oh, I was thinking like fourteen. Is that too young? Oh, super de-aged. <laughs> That's really de-aged. All right. Uh, just uh, real quick here, uh, do some uh, light uh, housekeeping here. Um, uh, coming up, Geek Show in conjunction with the Space Show show, which fingers crossed will be back this week. Uh, presents Wrath of Khan Director's Cut on the big screen. Director's Woo! Cut. Oh even. snap! That's what that's what Mike was telling me. Is is it's the director's cut uh, on uh, the twelfth of August at Bruvies in Salt Lake City. Doors at eleven thirty. Pod at noon. Movie at one. Pay what you want, and we're going to have more exclusive merchandise available for you, including, and I, I fingers crossed, right, Mike, a uh, fashion doll related bit of merchandise all right okay. no comment a slight I, head I, nod. listen i'm trying not to talk much podcasting is a visual noise. medium <laughs> i'm just excited we finally got that bratz branded geek show shirt it's very hey, listen stop just, uh, spouting teddy ruxpin yeah. yes come on uh, in from the heat watch a movie with us while we are talking about uh, merchandise, real quick here, uh, on Facebook, there is a fake Geek Show merchandise site. Ooh. Don't buy from them uh, because it's not real. Uh, you can tell it's the fake because they use a white hoodie with our logo on it as the, as the advertisement. If you see that, do not how, click. How does it look? It's white on <laughs> white. It just looks like a white hoodie. It, that actually, the, the logo black... is in invisible ink. The I black logo on white looks terrific. I was tempted, but then I went, wait, that's not us. <laughs> that's that not us. It. <laughs> I was like, thank you. Thank you, fraudsters, for helping us figure out what looks good. The, the yeah. Geek Show store is, is coming, and there's really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for it. So I'll be ready for that. Anyway, so join us uh, on the 12th for Wrath of Khan, because Rebecca's never seen the Wrath of Khan. Yeah, I ain't never seen it. She saw it's, Space Seed, and that's all she needs. It's pretty yeah. good. 
it's okay. All right. Uh, let's see. We got some more. And, and again, with the strike and everything, all of these announcements just make me go, oh, we'll eventually see this stuff. Uh, because uh, Maybe, DC... if the industry is even around anymore. That's, we'll we'll get that's, to another, that. that's another question. Lawyer Mike teasing stuff. I know, right? Uh, DC, uh, and we all agree that the DC animated films are very Cheap. good. A plus, right? very nice. They... they <laughs> <laughs> Tony likes them. Uh, they're going to uh, finally animate two of their big classic comic book collections. They're going to be animating Crisis on Infinite Earths. Oh, baby. And, oh. and Watchmen. Oh. We're going oh. to get an entire animated Watchmen oh. movie. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how Should I feel we? about the sounds coming out of Tony right oh, now. Oh, baby. <laughs> I think the last time I saw that was when you doubled down the double down. Oh, man. <laughs> My heart's just recovering from that, actually. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they just announced it at uh, San Diego and went, yeah, we're going to do that. It's our two big comics. We're going to animate them. Um, when you'll see them, don't know. Sometime. I hope they do the Crisis on Infinite Earths as a two-part movie, like two 90-minute stories, because Crisis on Infinite Earths is a, is a big story. It was a 12-issue uh, comic. It's very I hope big. they spin off a cycle. issues? I hope yeah, they spin off 12. a Psycho Pirate miniseries. Oh, that'd be crazy. <laughs> and uh, I think Watchmen should be a two-parter, too. That Watchmen was, was 12 issues, yeah. yeah. I think so. I think Watchmen uh, is also just in time to make sure that the rights don't revert back to the creators. Probably. Could be. Could be. Could be. They've, they've uh, got something going on where when they stop publishing Watchmen material, the rights revert back. But it's and, my understanding that Watchmen has been in constant print. Yeah, yeah. Uh, from the beginning, so yeah, I think there's about nine different versions of of the trade paperbacks that have all of them in one, and yeah, and they all. I used to have all the individual issues. Carrie, you're so old. Nerd. And I sold them. <laughs> oh, I remember. I was waiting for them every month when they came. I, you know. Anyway, all right. Uh, let's see. Oh, okay. Uh, we we were talking about movies earlier. This uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem, which opens uh, this week. Yes. Which I'm actually looking forward to it's supposed um, to be pretty good yeah and it's funny how many people i talk to this is how the old goes how many people i talk to who don't know that this started as a comic book a serious comic book <laughs> wow like the ninja turtles of, uh, in general yeah yeah, yeah. 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 it's a daredevil a uh, daredevil uh, parody kind yep. of but uh, it was it was quite serious black and, and white I, it was great i didn't know that until i was i think like 20 21 mm -hmm. 22 i, I mean, was today years old yeah um I, carrie are you going to be talking about the pizza scented controllers i was going to bring it oh. up but okay cool, cool but cool. uh what we what we got the announcement here is again this is this will happen eventually uh they're so confident in this movie they've already uh, greenlit a sequel to the movie wow. and an animated series based on the movie uh, so that's that's all going to go forward with all of the voices and all of the producers and writers and everything someday. I wonder uh, if they'll <laughs> use the same animation style for the TV series as they do for the movies. They'll probably go a little cheaper. Yeah, yeah. they usually they, have they, to go cheaper. But they already have all the assets. That's true. So, that's true as well. Uh, yeah. So the funny thing for folks that didn't know that it was a comic, if you go back looking at the early Eastman and Laird comics from the early 80s, 
uh, it's a bit of a shock to the system because a the turtles all had red bandanas. They didn't mm. have individual color coded bandanas. They didn't have much personality. It was a daredevil love story basically, yeah. and uh, they they weren't the best illustrators or storytellers. But they had lightning in a bottle, so you could watch them evolve literally in a matter of months into better illustrators, better storytellers. Um, it, it's kind of wild to look at. Uh, is that so, is that what um, you know? How in, in magazines there used to be that thing like, "Hey, can you draw this turtle?" Applied to our art school. Um, Tippy turtle. Is, yeah. Yes. Is that turtle. where they got the the, the artists? For... Must be. No, it was it was literally Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. Like they they did it all themselves. Yeah. And in their garage, kind of thing. They they were hanging out at a pizza parlor one night talking about how cool Daredevil is, and they came up with this ninja story and. That's where it went from there. So, did it not become fun until the cartoon series, or no, did the comics? I, I thought it was fun immediately. Well, I mean, but... like lighthearted. Did it not become <laughs> no, lighthearted that, until the cartoon the anima- series, animated series? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Completely. Yep. All right, uh, and uh, yes, the uh, the mutant mayhem edition of what is it? The Xbox. Yeah, Xbox uh, is controllers. Unfortunately, it's a it's a contest, like a, a drawing. Oh, you can't okay. just go buy them. Which oh I was very darn! You to. can't just go buy the controllers that smell like pizza. I was hey, like, my controllers yeah. already I, I smell like. I was pizza. like, yeah, I, I know everybody's controllers already smells like pizza from your <laughs> greasy fingies. Uh, yes. Mine smell like Cheetos, but yeah. <laughs> All right, and speaking of animated uh, DC movies, sorry, we're jumping around a bit. I meant to have this one follow the last one. Um, when I say best uh, Batman movie, Lee George Cade immediately says... Mask of the Phantasm. Mm-hmm. Bingo! <laughs> so uh, Batman Mask of the Phantasm is... Uh, it was released in theaters, kids. It was. Um, and this is back when the uh, Batman animated series was out and about. Wasn't it right before the animated? Didn't they do no, Mask they of did Phantasm? This, and this, then... this came out actually during Batman Beyond. And oh, it, okay. had, it has a Batman Beyond wraparound story with it. But it's, it's fantastic. What? Are you sure? I'm wrong. I'm thinking of I'm thinking of the Mister Freeze story. Or yeah, something. Oh, okay. I was gonna say yeah. or, or no, the, Mask joke, the, the Joker one. Yeah, Mask of the Phantasm is 100 percent for sure solid Bruce Tim. Yep. Mm-hmm. modern timeline. Yeah, and it's uh, you know you got Kevin Conroy as the voice, of course, and uh, it's it's your Batman animated series movie essentially. 1993 but, uh, was when it came out. 93, yeah. that's right. Uh, well, it is being re-released in a 4K, cleaned up, digitally pretty. No kidding. Uh, also, a UHD Blu-ray, and that's going to be released on September 12th. So you yeah. can uh, take. I used to have an action figure of that. The Phantasm. Oh, yeah, because the, the the reveal was pretty shocking. Mm-hmm. What? Who Towards is it? It's a, it's a great exactly. Flick. You have it's, to watch to find out. Yeah, no, it's it's really cool, and I I'm mean, so greatly mistaken. The one with the Batman Beyond wraparound was definitely later and yeah, joke. No, this related. was yep. this was as I recall, it was concurrent with the series. They they released it in theaters. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, it looks uh, like it was '93, and the show started in '92. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, just a, a great uh, Batman movie. Uh, so they're uh, remastering it, scanned at 4K, digitally restored, removes the blemishes, retaining the film grain and cell dirt that was part of the film's artwork, you know, because you, you want it to have that certain look. They were also able to go a little harder than they were able to go with the Fox. An- the Fox sensors were mm-hmm. pretty hardcore on what 
they could do. Mm-hmm. So this got a little edgier, a little and, bloodier. Uh, and when you get it, this will be, you know, back in theaters, it was a 1.5 aspect ratio. Uh, and this is uh, back to that 5.1 audio tracks. It's going to be nice and cleaned up and look great September 12th. Yep. All right. Uh, let's see. Oh, <laughs> This was a story that happened a couple of weeks ago. Because, you know, they're making... Well, they were making Beetlejuice, too. <laughs> it's like the pandemic for entertainment. It is. Oh, anyway. Wasn't the pandemic the pandemic for entertainment? Wait yeah, but it's like it's like the entertainment industry went back to pandemic times, and we're all just stuck here going, why? Why not us? Take us with you. Yeah, take exactly. us back. I blame um, the Flash Hey. <laughs> We've crossed over into another yeah. multiverse. Oh, okay. That's a good theory. Uh, let's see. Our universe uh, ball collided into another universe ball. So they, I they like shut... the universe balls. Let's talk more about these <laughs> universe balls. Your opinion balls. is bad, Tony. <laughs> well, I would, you wouldn't be the first person to tell me that, nor will you be the last. <laughs> universe balls. I'm universe balls are colliding. All right. Uh, <laughs> they, they, uh, they were shooting in East Corinth, Vermont. And uh, they've rebuilt the Dietz house, they've rebuilt the town and everything, but this was one of the props that was stolen, apparently, from the set. They wrote it right off the set. They wrote it right off the Whoa. set. Um, this is one of the props that was stolen. Uh, it was the uh, the statue that you saw in the original. Uh, it says we... <laughs> It's 150 pounds, this thing. Yep. <laughs> but they walked off with it, along with a lamppost uh, topped with a pumpkin decoration. Naturally. But this is the sculpture. It looks familiar to you because you have seen it before. It's one of Delia Dietz's creations that trapped her twice in the course of the original film. Uh, the first time was when the movers, you know, they drop it against her accidentally. And then the second is Beetlejuice brings it to life and it captures her. Yep. I can't wait art. until they track down the thief and it's just like sitting in their living room. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's, and it's like this, a trailer or something. <laughs> this must be what they trained all the AI uh, art models on for fingers for and hands. Yeah, those are the hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely yeah. AI hands. <clears throat> exactly. Those are fingies, AI. What you think? <laughs> fingies? <laughs> <laughs> now, we were talking earlier about the Phantasm, Batman Phantasm movie, and, and I... I still encourage everyone with that physical media because these streaming systems, they'll just take stuff away from you Speak. without any warning. Yeah, Jerks. so get your physical media. They'll take your media and then they'll take your heart. Now, this is something that I don't necessarily encourage you to buy, but it is physical media. Here's the strange thing. Uh, September, will see the release of not one, but three special edition releases for WandaVision, for WandaVision oh. from a third-party collector's media called Manta Labs. Now, this marks the first time an MCU streaming project has received a physical release in this capacity, but it doesn't. All three versions of the packaging are literally just empty cases. They do not come with discs or even digital copies of WandaVision. Hey, welcome to the video game. Welcome to the video game marketplace. And it's basically postcards. Yeah, it's... Uh, for it says for as low as thirty seven and as high as almost ninety dollars. Ninety dollars for a postcard, baby. You could own various states of extravagant boxes for thin air, so they yep. are boxes. Mm-hmm. I love capitalism. Mm-hmm. Each edition comes with a steel book, a different design inspired by the show, and a slip case to go over that steel book, as well as extra accoutrement like postcards inspired by artwork from the shows and uh, character cards as well. 
the fancy packed collector's edition of media. I mean, this is apparently it's been done before. They've done this with Andor and a couple of other things. Yeah. But Video just games know, all the time. Yeah, all but, the time with. Yeah, just know that if you buy this, you're not getting Blu-rays yep. of WandaVision. <laughs> I've bought several collector's edition uh, video games for games I'm very excited for. Borderlands 3, uh, Cyberpunk 2077. And it comes with all the extra stuff you just talked about, you know, posters, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And then there's your, there's your DVD case. Boom, right there. You open it up, and there's a little card in there that has a 16-digit number for yeah, you this to doesn't, input into This Steam. doesn't even have that, though, Tony. Yeah, this doesn't even have that. <laughs> there's no digital version of the movie or the show yeah. or anything. It is not it's available what? on Blu-ray. So why yeah. do they even they include a steel box? They should just have it be a bunch of WandaVision stuff. In it's so the that you box. have good memories sitting on your bookshelf. That's yeah. not bad. Remember oh, I watched when we that all once. got to watch WandaVision? How fun was that? <laughs> <laughs> you can't buy physical media if they don't sell physical media. You know what's funny? So the Venture was... Brothers movie came out, right? Mm -hmm. But guess yeah. what? Max is dropping from their service next month. The entire Venture, Venture Brothers series. <laughs> Which is why they just now released the entire series on Blu-ray. And so if you want it, you better go and pick it up. DVD. Not yeah. Blu-ray, unfortunately. But when you DVD. open the box, there's nothing in it but some postcards. <laughs> <laughs> no, I how have I... it. I know. It's real. <laughs> how, okay. how do I put this in my Xbox to play it? It's a card. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, here's this was an interesting story uh, because uh, we're all kind of Disneyland fans, right? And you remember uh, it was about a month ago that the uh, dragon, you know, which is the, the the finale for Fantasmic, you know, that show on on the rivers of America. It's a the, you know, the one that burned down. Yeah, it burned down, right? Don't mind me, just over <laughs> oh, here. Oh, the video is so good too. It's just <laughs> yeah, there it is. Terrified what a screams story. in Disneyland. Why did Disneyland. you pick this story? Because it's so about? good. Because they made the announcement, Sorry. this I'll put myself uh, in timeout. <laughs> this uh, the, now they named the dragon Murphy for a reason because uh, Murphy's law. <laughs> because they were like, if it's going to go wrong, it's going to go wrong. It lasted um, a long time, though. I mean, how many years did that run with no? Two thousand nine. Yeah. See. Yeah. I mean, it would break down every now and then, but it never burned down like you that. know. If you're a dragon, this is how you want to go out. Exactly. I'm fine. You want to yeah. explode into a ball own, of flames. Yeah, you want to be hoisted by your own petard. Yeah. <laughs> petard. That's but, a uh, but what they said I was that show. Disney announced uh, we're, uh, the dragon's not coming back. I hope you enjoyed Murphy, but he's not coming back. <laughs> what? Really? That's lame. Yeah. We're going to bring the show back in 2024, but we won't have the giant robot dragon. We're going to reimagine... Uh, a different ending for the Fantasmic show, probably rewrite the show. and but, but buried in this press release was this little bit of news. So you, you're losing the dragon, but you're gaining booze. Uh, <laughs> it has been uh, confirmed. Okay. That Terry Disney... did a victory lap when he read this. Oh, <laughs> I did, trust me. Uh, because it was always the only place, because Walt was very specific, the only place that booze is available in Disneyland was at Club 33, and that's mm -hmm. a private deal, right? That's the only place, and that was one of Walt's rules. But, of course, he's been dead long enough that, you know. Not they, dead. He's been suspended yeah. in yeah. Frozen Cry animation. Cryogenically frozen. Yeah, they build California Adventure, booze throughout the park. They're making money hand over fist with that. They open up the Star Wars land. They open up the cantina, selling tons of booze in there. And they went, well, maybe we should rethink that rule, Walt. What do you think? So they're uh, loosening <laughs> up their... <laughs> Don't say anything if you agree. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so they're loosening up their adult beverage rules around the park. Uh, 
so we're getting at you're going to be able to get stuff uh, booze at the Carnation Cafe on Main Street which surprises the hell out of me. Right when uh, you walk in. Yeah, right there. <laughs> get me a drink. First thing, get a drink and head out. Uh, the Riverbell Terrace and Cafe Orleans. So uh, they're they're spreading they're spreading the booze throughout the but this is a slow creep to I think the entire park frankly mm -hmm. but uh, wow. so So we lose a dragon, we gain a beverage. So Yay. I got an up, I got an update on that uh, Wandavision disc. Yes, um, the the company Manta Labs is is known for legitimately making steel cases for collectors. Turns out a lot of executives at Disney were not aware of the fact that this was coming out. Now they're just like, uh, "Come on, guys, what the hell is this all about?" Oh, so they're gonna sue them? I hope oh. not necessarily. Like if they are an official licensee of Disney, but this wasn't something that was necessarily. Oh, did approved. we? I love they, it. Keep keep those poor lawyers gainfully employed. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Job security. Exactly. And uh, then there's this story, um, and this will lead to our discussion about the strikes. And again, get your questions formulated in your head uh, chat room there. And uh, we'll, Easy ones. The easiest, easy ones. easiest questions you've got. Uh, because <laughs> of the writers and actors strikes and everything, um, the uh, movie companies are saying, you know, we're going to... We better settle in. We better go to the mattresses. Uh, we're going to push back everything. So Sony was the first to announce Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse. 2024 release, not so much. We, th it was never happening in March. That's That was insane. Yeah, exactly. I think they did that so that we... I have no inside knowledge on this, but when they announced it, I was like, there's no way that that date is going to stick because the production of the second one was so over the top. Yeah. You know, they, it, all the reshoots and it, well, reshoots are different in digital animation. But yeah. You know what I mean? But they re-rendered like so much stuff, yeah. like an insane amount of stuff. Iterated yeah. jokes over and over and over. And it took an, another like eight months or something. Yeah. Uh, another one that they're, uh, they're not sure what to do about is Gran Turismo because they've got it scheduled for <laughs> August 25th, but they got no actors to promote it. Here's the deal, though, is this movie has already been so promoted. Literally yeah. every time I go to the movie theater, and I go to the movie theater a lot, there's a there is a full featurette about Gran Turismo and David Harbour telling me, and Orlando Bloom telling me about how fun this movie was to work on. Like they're oh, done, they, they've they done just, all their advertising. Yeah. I don't know what else they have to promote. They just okay. need to push it out. That, but so remind me, Rebecca, did was there a Gran Turismo trailer before Barbie? Because the other movies that we've seen well, haven't so, been doing that well. So here's here's the thing. When I saw Barbie, I went to the fun blowout party before Friday. So I didn't get any trailers. Oh, okay. Which thank God I saw Barbie on Wednesday. Can you believe it? <laughs> uh, I now feel bad for seeing it with all the pleas, yes. Rebecca. Uh, I didn't and, feel bad. <laughs> uh, tragically, Rebecca, the Craven the Hunter movie uh, is also being pushed back. Look at those abs. I know, right? They need uh, more time for the CGI there. Yeah. Uh, bad boys. No, I hope they don't. That's the thing about these. That's the thing about these Sony Spider Villain movies is I want them to be as bad as possible. <laughs> ah, bad yes. Boys Four pushed back. Venom Three pushed back. Uh, what that says to me 
is that these movie companies have decided this strike's going to go a while. That's what it sounds like, yeah. Almost yeah. like we were saying that leading up to the strikes. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Uh, one, one that uh, was not strike-related uh, was uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. They just decided they're going to push it back. Uh, that was that was not strike related. Uh, anyway, but uh, so speaking of the strikes, hi Mike, how are you? <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> so, and, and you've been giving me some insight, and I, I'm glad that you were here so we could we could talk about the writers and actors' strikes. Um, it, it, where do we start with this? Uh, what what is the deal? Why are they on strike? Let's start with <laughs> a basic. You heard about oh, what's the deal let's, with these strikes? Let's start, start with the basic question. Yes. How you know? is strike? Yes. <laughs> I think Mike's well, job in the is chat, strike. In the chat, there's all caps. Why is capitalism, Mike? So I think <laughs> we could start there. Um, yeah, I mean, it's they, they there are so all of the studios and big production companies are part of a group called AMP. PTP. Um, that's and, a gas station. <laughs> no. And they, oh, that's AMPM. Okay. They they negotiate opposite the unions, right? You've got well, there's a slight difference between a guild and a union. It doesn't really matter for purposes of this conversation. But you've got uh, the Writers Guild and um, the Screen Actors Guild, and um, you know the Directors Guild already made a deal, um, but it would because going into this, I think a lot of us kind of behind the scenes thought that all three would strike at the same time. The directors got a decent deal. I think they probably could have gotten a better deal, but um, they got a deal that I think they can be happy with for a little bit. But mm-hmm. um, under, uh, how nerdy do you want me to get here? Oh, talk well, talk nerdy to me. So I, I, there's think just, I think the people who listen to this show are you know, aware of the business yeah. of show, but uh, I think we have intelligent so or- fans. ordinarily, if all the studios got together and said, we're going to, um, you know, fix wages and fix prices and all of those sort of things, you'd have a huge antitrust problem. Yeah. Right. So from a legal perspective and uh, at least in the United States, but uh, labor negotiations are an exception to that. So the studios and big production companies are allowed to create their union um, and then the writers and actors and directors and producers and so forth are, are allowed to create their guilds or unions, whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. Um, they get together uh, historically, you know, it varies, but anywhere from five to 15 years, um, depending on the length of the contract that they enter into between each other that results from those negotiations. And so every once in a while we have to go through this process where you have to renegotiate the entire deal. And um, there are some really big developments that have happened. Um, This isn't news to anyone that listens to this show or follows entertainment, but um, you know, the streaming platforms have been extremely disruptive to the entertainment industry Mm -hmm. and artificial intelligence is extremely disruptive to the creative side of, of really any creative industry is oh it's everywhere yeah yeah um and so you know you tie those to uh compensation and um what i would suggest everybody do is go find the screen actors guild put out a uh chart of all of the deal points that they that the two sides are negotiating and they had the screen actors guild's proposal and then the studio's response to it and that gives you a really good lay of the land. I won't go through this here. It's, it's 
Oh, good. Know, maybe four Essentially, or five all pages, it is but... is this: the 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 unions were like, "We would like reasonable things," and the studio said, "Nope." Like, not even a counter. Like, just like no. <laughs> there are some really egregious examples. The one that first comes to mind. It forgive me if you've all heard this, but the uh, um, the studio's proposal for background actors. So a, oh, a yeah, daily yeah. rate for a background actor is two hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So if you're a background actor, which is Again, slightly different from an extra, but let's oh, just okay. pretend that they're 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 more or less the same. But there is a slight difference. And <clears throat> if you're a background actor in Hollywood, you're probably trying to develop your career, right? So you're not hoping to be a background actor for the rest of your life. Although I do know people that have done that their whole lives and have a lot of fun doing it. So hmm. you know, absolutely no shame or disrespect um, intended there. Uh, but they wanted. And this is already happening um, on set of, of movies with significant visual effects. You would have um, cast members, including background actors, walked into a VFX tent and they would scan their whole body in case they needed to do some sort of reshoot or something like that. And you can do a lot of that with CGI cheaper than you could do going on an actual set and bringing all the actors back and so on and so forth. That is happening. What the studios wanted was to be able to take... Um, those scans of the background actors who again are only getting $200 for that day Mm -hmm. and use them for any purpose in any way in perpetuity. Wow. And now imagine you're an up and cut, you're, you're an actor in Hollywood and you want to work your way up. So, and this isn't unheard of Stallone, for instance, is in the background of random movies. He was a Mm -hmm. background actor. Um, not random movies, I shouldn't say that, but um, not the productions we know. Uh, Stallone for. Uh, yeah, they're not Stallone pictures, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're just other people's pictures, and he happens to be in the background, and he worked his way up. Um, so it does happen, and um, there are a number of things like this being able to use AI for any purpose. So, um, so in that instance, though, if if this <clears throat> if this rule was in effect back then you could say that movie company that has Stallone in the background, we own his, his likeness forever, yeah. which means we, we, you know, Stallone wouldn't be able to have a career at all. Right. I mean, he let's, could, but they would own it. everything. Awesome question. Because let's, let's actually flip it. Let's not rewind. Let's actually bring that up to right now. Okay. If Stallone was a background actor right now and, um, you know, background actors get noticed, right? Actors all have to start somewhere. And they get noticed by casting directors and put into other projects. Well, that's well, Terry. That's Terry Crews' whole career. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, he was a, he was a background yeah, actor on exactly. I think I think one of the Fridays movies, and they're just like, oh, we need him up yeah. up here instead. Yeah. No, it, it so, happens. You know, yeah. um, Chris Hemsworth had a speaking role. He's not a background actor, but he started as George Kirk. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and uh, so anyway, back to background actors. If Stallone happened right now, they would own that digital model of Sylvester Stallone and his likeness and be able to use that in perpetuity. And all it takes is for a casting director, producer, director, whatever, studio to say, that guy's a star. I want to use him, but we're not going to actually pay for him. We're just going to use the model and create, you know, the de-aging. There's a, de-aging is using the same technology that, that, you know, even going back to Gollum and Jar Jar Binks and the, um, you know, all of this stuff is continually evolving, but there, right now, there is an ability to create movies using artificial intelligence. You can have it written by AI. 
You can have computer graphics generated by AI. And this is happening right now. And so it's not a, uh, it's not unfounded a fear. Yeah. It's, it's that all of the, all of the guild members are looking at this going like, not only do we not have any jobs anymore, nobody behind us will ever have a job anymore. And Did, so they're fighting watched, for all of that. Have you watched the first episode of uh, this season of Black Mirror? I, I mean, that's what this is. That's what yeah. this is. Yeah. I, I'm familiar with it, but I, I can't watch Black Mirror because it's too depressing. This, this is oh, my man. favorite. This you is need my to absolute. Watch, watch this episode. It's, it's this is my absolute it. favorite conundrum of capitalism. Is right now we're automating everything. We're going to use AI for everything. I know artists, physical artists, who are so depressed about people going on and just generating stuff that they're just not even working anymore because they don't. So what's the point? But that's side sideline thing uh i'm seeing this future where all of these companies end up having all this product that they can put out there for people to consume but no one has a job to pay for the consumption of it in the first place and that's universal basic income baby right we will literally have to create a universal (laughs) basic income just so people can buy the shitty product that's being churned out by i mean maybe in 10 years this product will be great but right now it's not so I, I can give you another example that people may or may not have already experienced. So um, not in the movie industry, but in the publishing industry. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, there are companies out there using artificial intelligence to write books. And then those books, maybe they go to print, maybe they don't. You know, they're released on Kindle or whatever. But then what they do is they have those books read by a voice actor. So now you have the audiobook. Well, guess what? That voice actor is actually a clone of another voice actor who sat in a studio for one day, and then they basically created a Siri version of that actor. Mm-hmm. And that and, and and by the way, it's kind of like not what just... they did with um, Val Kilmer in his in that like movie about Val Kilmer, right? At, because, the, at like... the very end of that documentary movie yeah. about him, they use an AI version mm. of his voice based on previous recordings of. Right, James Earl Jones. Right, we mm-hmm. there was the news story about how he yeah. uh, agreed to allow them to use him as Darth Vader, presumably in perpetuity. Yeah, but it's it's not even that voice actor's voice because they can go well. Mike's voice is okay, but we'd like a little a a little more Rebecca and a little less Tony in Mike's voice, <laughs> and they'll add usually. they'll add <laughs> and subtract those yeah. files from the data set that's used to train the AI. So it's not even me necessarily anymore. Yeah. Um, and, and so then that means that you can't sue because they say, well, it's not you. It's, it's, you know, it's, well, you've already well, signed those, away the rights to, yeah, to that usage anyway. But then, yeah, when, we, when we're negotiating those deals, it, you can bet that we're, we're <clears> making sure that any possible use of a voice actor's voice is going to be compensated um, whether or not directly or indirectly. Right. So if, if, so in that example I just gave, if they added a little bit of Rebecca to to make my voice better, um, I, our agreement would say, you know, if Mike's voice is used directly or indirectly, he has to be compensated for that. Even if eventually it's all Rebecca, it's 99% Rebecca and 1% Mike. Mm-hmm. Mike should oh, still get compensated. I'm not in there now anymore? Sure. Well, we already <laughs> no, decided sorry, we bye. needed less of you. So. Oh, zero of me. <laughs> And then there's the uh, uh, the uh, the actors being paid for their TV shows on streaming because 
right now you get uh, what's it called the, uh, the what, residuals. What? Residuals. Thank you. Uh, residuals. Right now, if you're you know on Full House or whatever it is, and Full House is seen across the world, those TV stations that run it, the money eventually comes back to you. You get your residual checks. But right now, the way it looks with streaming is that that's not covered in in, yeah. in the previous so, contracts. So, Mike, I do. I have a question about this too. It, it, isn't that why um, Max is now Max because they dropped the HBO because HBO is a legacy title and anything that was made under HBO they have to keep paying residuals for. So that's why oh one they God. changed the name to Max and dropped HBO, but also you know why they're also dropping a bunch of shows from the streaming service. There, well, there are a lot HBO, of HBO, not us. Yeah, there are a lot of potential reason i don't have any uh inside knowledge on that but i i think there are some really good entertainment lawyers that if if hbo tried to do that in order to not pay yeah. they'd be getting sued oh yeah. but but the 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 point is still well taken because like you both have just said it used to be on broadcast if you made a television show it was broadcast mm-hmm. and you you received residuals and cable happened and cable followed the same broadcast um economics um what happened with streamers uh, in particular netflix is that they disrupted that whole system because they didn't want to report how many people were actually watching each show say minutes that's why they talk about minutes right how many minutes have uh, have been consumed and they don't even talk about engagement so how many of us are watching uh you know i'll put on the dumbest reality show and, and be like, I just need something brainless. And then next thing I know, it's like an hour later and I've been like responding to emails and doing stuff on my phone. I have no idea what happened on the show. We've all done that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's good for the streamers because Wall Street wants to talk about, you know, the economics, the, the, the underlying economics of the platform, but the platform doesn't want to release what the real numbers are. So they use these other um, kind of adjacent metrics um, to try to determine whether the content is good or not. The point of that is because they wanted to keep all those, the, the real numbers secret, the, the Nelson type numbers that we're used to, how many millions of people watch that show? We don't know for streaming platforms. But because they wanted to keep all of that secret, they ended up having to pay almost everything up front. Then lawyers started negotiating some residuals. I would say on streaming platforms, those are relatively few and far between as a percentage of the total content that's on the streaming platforms. But um, you have a spectrum is what I'm trying to describe here from broadcast where you definitely got residuals to streaming where maybe possibly you got a residual all the way, but you made up for that on an upfront fee, right? You get all your money. This is why you see The Rock getting 25 million upfront for some Netflix movie, right? Because he's, well, he's big enough, he might have negotiated back in. But those types of deals, Netflix just started paying a bunch of money in part to entice people to work with them and also because they didn't want to give uh, numbers to support residuals. So that's where that all comes from. I think part of that too comes with the disruption that streaming made in the market as far as how you get the shows. Because before, if correct me if I'm wrong, but you're paid if a show gets syndicated the the station that's syndicating the show buys a block of episodes and says give you x amount of dollars for this block of the simpsons or whatever and at that point the 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 residuals go out based on that purchase right it doesn't matter how the ratings do of that show on 
the station that bought the syndicated block. So if you want to watch that show, your station in your local area would have to pick it up and syndicate it. But with streaming, mm-hmm. you don't need to worry about a station picking up a show. All yeah. you have to do is have an internet connection and subscribe. So there's like very, very little opportunity for anyone else to buy that show and provide additional income via syndication mm-hmm. because all you need is your internet connection and a Netflix You're- login. You're absolutely right. With one one new caveat, which uh-huh. we all saw coming, these streaming platforms have built up these big back catalogs of content. Yeah, and now with the strikes, they uh, have no ability to make new scripted content. They can't even do the deals right, right. now to do the new scripted content. So they're taking their back catalogs and they're pushing it all over into broadcast. Um, oh, that's, like I heard Andor about this last going week. Yeah. to ABC. Part of that is yeah. if they're going to the same. So ABC and Disney Plus are the same family, right? They're both owned by right. Disney. But um, you are going to see all of these shows that have been on streaming platforms, especially through the strike. You're going to see those start getting pieced off and sold to the networks, and they're going to air there while there's sort of a dearth of, of like other content. Ms. Marvel, for example, is coming yeah. to ABC. Exactly. So. That's what I meant. Sorry, so, Ms. Marvel. So they're going to syndicate yeah. out their streaming catalog out to mm-hmm. local But like stations. Secret Invasion is now too, because like I saw Secret Invasion on Hulu. That's also so, Disney. Well, that, that's on yeah. Well, yeah, platform. yeah, I know. But like, is yeah. Yeah. was Secret Invasion also aired on TV? I, I, I think it's all probably coming i mean the longer the strike goes on the more content from streaming platforms you will see on on other networks mm-hmm. lee had a question yeah two quick ones uh, i saw yeah. will wheaton talking about exactly this situation because as a child actor his parents took all of his money they literally stole all of his money Ouch. and it wasn't until he did next gen that he actually had his own contract with his own residuals and he flat out says I would have been a homeless kid wandering the streets if not for residuals. And now they're trying to make it so that people in my situation won't have residuals because almost everything's made for streaming. So that, mm-hmm. that I thought was interesting. Uh, will this be affected at all? Uh, is Are Hollywood studios, are they going to start reaching out to foreign markets because these don't, these uh, strikes aren't affecting like mm-hmm. British television shows, BBC shows aren't protected under I'm, this. Are they going to start like, oh, Doctor Who on CBS now? Uh, I'm starting to see that actually on Netflix. Yeah. You're seeing a lot more British and Korean shows uh, yeah. all coming from foreign markets, Mike. And but, it, Doctor, no, but Doctor Who is now on Disney. And so, right, I, yes. I just, just hypothetically. Yeah. Yeah, you're, like, yeah. you're, like... you're all right. You're all, I mean, the, 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 the content distributors are going to find content. And mm-hmm. so the, it's actually a great segue, Lee, um, to something I wanted to say, which is um, the unions have been very strong in how they have responded to the treatment of them by the studios. And I also want to say, I can see points being made on all sides. Okay. I'm not, uh, I'm not against the studios or anything like that. I, I will confess my heart is on the side of the underdogs, which are the writers and actors. And, and so I, um, I think it behooves us all to support them. And as strong as they have been publicly, um, there is a lot of concern internally amongst their yeah. ranks, among senior leadership. Mm-hmm. And if there are a number of organizations that are out there 
um, sat, the unions also have like financial assistance programs internally. That's why, for instance, The Rock donates a seven-figure amount to SAG oh. that helps pay for you know SAG's lawyers and everything else. But there's also a financial assistance program for people that can't pay their mortgages while it's striking. While it's striking, okay. um, and once you're a SAG member, you have like health insurance for life. If you make your annual. That's the thing. Uh, your, yeah. your contribution. And and exactly. the majority of the actors don't quite make enough to get that health insurance. Was yeah. there a guy, he was on like, I think it was in, in CIS or one of the other crime procedurals, and he was a background actor, and he said, yeah, what on paper it looks like I make pretty good money, but they're all basically independent contractors at that rate, so they have to pay for their own insurance, they have to pay their dues, they have to pay. And he's yeah. like, yeah, end of the day, I made half of what, it looks like I made on paper. Yeah. Yeah. The American dad, Pie the was the dad a... from Lizzie McGuire got a residual check for zero dollars and zero cents. They sent him a physical check <laughs> it's, for it's, zero dollars and zero cents. It's not even necessarily residuals, guys, because mm -hmm. um, I, the it just was disclosed within the last week. I think it was maybe even yesterday. Um, I, uh, Sean Michael Scott, or whatever his name is, he played Schiffler in American Pie. Schiffler, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Schiffler, yeah. Schiffler, sorry. Sean Williamson, there you go. So, um, Michael Scott. What is it? Yeah, <laughs> I hate my name. The office. Um, so he, he, you know, disclosed that he was only paid $8,000 for the first movie. Oh, my God. Well, wow. it, was a, it was a small independent he, film. It he, was. he went on to make his bag. Right. Right. Yeah. But. If that had been it, he got paid $8,000 and that movie was a massive hit. Right. Right? And let's say that AI and digital scans and everything else was around. Like, it, mm. I don't want to be hyperbolic about it, but the technology is increasing at such a rapid pace. Tony, you guys have talked about this on uh, Help Desk and Gadget Spot because the AI, it's an exponential curve, yep. but it has an extra afterburner unlike most exponential curves, because the extra afterburner is every improvement to AI helps the AI further improve the AI. Yep. And so it gets better so fast. That's why, you know, I've known about the AI stuff, especially in entertainment for several years, but most people hadn't heard of ChatGPT or MidJourney until probably yep. this year or last year yeah. at yeah, most. Yeah, last 18 right? yeah. months or so. And, and exactly. that's how fast this is moving. So when people are talking about you could have a movie produced by AI, like it could certainly happen. And I've seen things that are so incredi incredible that um, I believe that it could happen. Um, but I, I also don't think it's in anybody's interest to be hyperbolic about it, but it's in our interest in the entertainment industry for the creatives to be smart Mm -hmm. about this negotiation and the possibility that it could happen. Well, and not only that, uh, step stepping out even further to a larger picture, the amount of work that needs to be put into our government and uh, policies and laws put into place with this technology that's advancing that quickly is also just mind-boggling because yes. it is so far outstripping any regulations that, that have been put in place uh, by now that it's... Well, it's I'm, I'm don't sure think about it those... too much. Don't I'm think sure about one of those much, legislators will hop on chat GPT and figure it out. I, I worked for a company, I uh, will not name, 
that I heard not so recently decided not to replace one of their HR positions because it was easier just to have chat GPT churn out whatever it is that they needed. Oh my goodness. Wow. Well, and there are entire radio stations that are not manned. They are, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they are it's completely all just algorithmed. AI yeah. at an algorithm. They sound like people, but they're mm-hmm. not. Um, anyway, thank you, Mike, for coming in and talking about this. Very we'll welcome. have to, we'll have to do like a whole series of podcasts i think about this it would be fun like, and i think it'll be i think it'll be mike and we'll call it the business of show and we'll we'll throw that out at you as far as the the ai and the tech stuff goes it, i i'm of two halves because half of me is such a tech nerd that i'm just like this is amazing i love seeing what's happening and the other half of me has read too many uh dystopian future books and i'm just like oh we're doing i'm exactly it. the Go same see way tony it. Mission yeah. Impossible, Dead Reckoning, Part 1. Tom Cruise literally mm-hmm. made a movie about this, mm-hmm. and he tried I to will. kill AI. I will mm-hmm. see that. All right. Uh, let's uh, really quickly uh, talk about what we've consumed, and then uh, we'll head to the after party. Geekshowgotthiscovered.com is our uh, Patreon right now. Change is coming to the Patreon, just so you know. Heads up. Updates and uh, such. But uh, we'll do the live after party just for our Patreon people after this. What? Are, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Um, so I've been, you know, watching all the same stuff everyone has been watching. Finished Secret mm-hmm. Invasion. I, I quite liked it. I liked it. Um, and then I've been keeping up with Star Trek Strange New Worlds. The crossover episode was solid gold. Brilliant. Just I absolutely loved it. Up. Oh, man. It's oh. good. But as far as stuff that uh, might be off people's radar by now or they're just not paying attention, uh, finished The Bear. And ah. oh, oh, boy. <laughs> Cousin. Just, oh, Cousin's Redemption arc is just... That, uh, well, that Christmas episode was the just... Chris, oh. I mean, <laughs> somebody was complaining, all these famous people, it distracts me. And I'm like, no what's way. wrong with you? Yeah, exactly. I, Jamie, Lee Curtis, Jamie Lee Curtis going for that Emmy after that Oscar win. Same with yeah. Oliver Platt when he gives uh, mm-hmm. when he gives yeah. him the uh, Carmen the the pep talk or the anti pep talk mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> about opening his restaurant. Holy cow! Anyway, yeah. fantastic stuff. The bear is just is phenomenal. Um, we're catching up on Always Sunny in Philadelphia. That show's still firing on all cylinders. Uh, it's the season's <laughs> hilarious. Uh, found a new show on Hulu called Praise Petey. I don't know if any of you guys have watched this. It's a cartoon. Uh, executive produced by Greg Daniels and Mike Judge, and uh, starring Annie Murphy and Jonathan Cho, and it's it's been pretty good so far. Petey is a is a uh, the main character. She inherits a small town called New Utopia from her dad, and when she gets there, she finds out he's a cult leader, and the whole town is a cult devoted to him. And nice. Oh, that sounds pretty, good. It's pretty mm. funny. All right. And then uh, I started Twisted Metal. Came out this last week. I watched the first episode. Yes. Yeah, we watched the first two, and uh, I like it so far. I feel like Anthony Mackie's having a good time getting to flex his uh, humor muscles a little more than they usually let him do, and mm-hmm. and uh, the action is over the top and stupid. And the second episode with Sweet Tooth is great. Um, so yeah, I'm having fun with it. They dropped the All whole right. season at once, so I'm just going to keep going. There you go. Who's next? I'll jump in there. All right, Lee. I, I watched one thing. Okay. Why? I, I find because I wanted to watch. Um, I wanted to watch the show, but I'm a Virgo. I think is what it's called. Oh, or yeah. I'm a Virgo. I'm a yeah, Virgo. But I, 
I am a Virgo, but I hadn't seen Sorry to Bother You yet. So I watched Sorry to Bother You, and as somebody, I, I once managed a team at a call center, and uh, dead set, 100% accurate. That's what working in a call center is like. I love Sorry to Bother You. That yeah, show amazing, amazing, amazing. And I can also confirm that, yes, the, the company I worked for did turn people into horse warriors. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Rebecca? You probably haven't watched much. Uh, well, so I managed um, to finish a book, my Vietnam book, called Kill Anything That Moves. Absolutely harrowing stuff. I don't know if you know this. Uh, we did some war crimes during the Vietnam War. Yes, we did. Uh, we did. Yeah, some yeah. Did you, did you pick, pick up that book based on its title, <laughs> given your um, kind of I've emotional state? The, the algorithm on like Instagram Reels is like, here's like some books that scarred me, and I'm like, fantastic. <laughs> That's like, oh, exactly God, what I want. That. And um, I listened to a lot of like gruesome crime podcasts, but this book I was like, oh, oh no. Um, it was brutal, not for the faint of heart. Um, I watched <laughs> Keep Sweet, Pray and Obey, that um, docuseries mm. on Netflix about the, the FLDS. <laughs> oh no, mm, I saw yeah. that, yeah. I, I might have to watch this. Unsubscribe. Yeah. And then, um, Last week, I did go see Barbie and Oppenheimer. Um, I Thank God I saw Barbie. I went to the Barbie blowout party on Wednesday. And um, wow, what to, what to say about Barbie? I wish I had something written down. I don't. Um, <laughs> well, you did, but it's gone now. <laughs> it's gone. Um, just uh, the, the, the main thing I've been saying about Barbie is I have a really, really, really deep appreciation for comedy efficiency. Uh, 30 Rock is a really great example of this where they, you know, comedy efficiency where you try to get in a joke every line where it's mm -hmm. jokes per minute. And I didn't, I don't know why I was surprised that Greta Gerwig could do this, but Barbie has such incredible comedy efficiency and like i was laughing the entire time um not the entire time i will say it's not a perfect movie uh, i think it is kind of tonally inconsistent um but everything that's in there matters and um really great messaging about equity gender equity and um if you are a man and you walk away from barbie thinking it's anti-man and man bashing it the movie does a really good job of highlighting the holes in people's empathy and perspective. So if you walk away from Barbie thinking that you are attacked, maybe reevaluate your position on a lot of things. Well, um, don't tell me how to live my life. Yeah, <laughs> because the, the, sh the movie does really highlight like things suck for both men and women. And mm. if we work together, things can be a lot better. Mm. Um, anyway, but, and it then was, I, but it was missing a fart opera. It was missing a fart opera. Well, which is, uh, we better get that in a director's cut because something I something I saw was um, when they first screened the movie to the executives. They were told, "Be cool, audiences will love this," and the executives had to white knuckle their way through the movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> just really incredible stuff. And then on Friday, <laughs> when my life fell apart, I went to go see Oppenheimer. Um, <laughs> and my my initial review of Oppenheimer is movie loud, movie fast, slow down movie. Oh, um, cool. <laughs> Excellent. It's, um, it's three hours long, but you are riveted the entire three hours. There's a lot of people who say... Um, 
that the third act of Oppenheimer is kind of slow and kind of a slag. And I don't think it is. I think if I think watch more court TV, uh, <laughs> because the third or, act or be in more courts. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or, or not. Or not. Or not, Mike. Sorry. Let's, yeah. Let's just not. Yeah, we just watch more court episodes of Star Trek. Um, but, so, you know, I'll yeah, what? Well, I was going to say, when done correctly, those scenes can be amazing. Like at the end of Chernobyl, when they're yeah. in court talking mm -hmm. about how like did everything went down. Oh, man, that seems amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I learned this this week. The screenplay for Oppenheimer is written in the first person, which is, is crazy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Oppen and, and Oppenheimer, it does this thing where Nolan has cast big names in even minor roles but i think that's to help you remember who these people are and their importance relative to oh. this whole project um yeah just i i thought it was a great movie i think christopher nolan took all of your complaints about his sound mixing and said fine oh good i'll Finally. show you good. there's a scene there's a scene um right like right after the climax of the movie where they do the trinity test and it's some of the most harrowing stuff I've ever seen. And a lot of it is part of the sound mixing. Okay. And I can't believe I'm going to say it, but I think Christopher Nolan should win an Oscar for the sound mixing of this movie. Okay, whoa, whoa. You went far I know, enough. I know. <laughs> big, <laughs> big guns. But um, the it, I, I, like a lot of people think I wish this movie had more bomb, but it's also not about bomb. Movie about Oppenheimer. <laughs> and so there's a lot of like... Killian Murphy being intense. Um, but yeah, I, I really liked it. Um, okay. Yeah. Sounds good. All I've right. Got, uh, I've got my IMAX tickets for next week. I'm going to oh, see. Yeah, IMAX you. is a must. Yeah. All right. Mike. If if you're, just to build off that really quick, if you're in one of the 30 markets that has a real IMAX theater mm -hmm. that's showing the 70 millimeter, go see that. Just all do right. it. Just Google it. Do we, we don't have, have one? one in? No, we don't have yeah, one. We don't have one. Oh, all of ours did. are no. All of ours Digital. are laser. Weak yeah. sauce. Um, but I, I will say uh, I'm stoked that Barbie and Oppenheimer are doing so well. Uh, but I would like to put in a plug for Indiana Jones and Mission <laughs> Impossible. Barbie and Oppenheimer will be around, and it's great that they're doing so well because the entertainment mm -hmm. industry needs it. If but, you can see Mission Impossible in IMAX. Please yes. do it. Yes, uh, it's it. It is what, um, <laughs> it's what the Fast and the Furious franchise was kind. Of, if you look at those two franchises, they're basically the same, except Fast and the Furious is like everything's ridiculous, and Mission Impossible is well, there is kind of a plot to follow along with, and <laughs> and the stunts are are amazing. It's it's uh, he's Buster Keaton. He's our modern Buster Keaton. He's doing this insane stuff. There um, was there was an interview I read from Haley Atwell who she was talking about working with Tom Cruise and phenomenal she, in the movie too by the way she I love steals her. it she yeah. steals it and literally and figuratively uh, she was talking about working with Tom Cruise and she was like just beat after the end of like while they were in a shoot and he's like are you okay and she's like no I'm just like so tired and he's like you have adrenal fatigue would you like some chocolate and she's like sure and he just whips out some chocolate and gives it to her because the man is such a professional. And he has, he's a stunt man. He knows, yeah. like, you have adrenal fatigue. Here's what will fix that. And I have that wow. ready to help. Wow. It's, okay. they, are, they are like Barbie, like Oppenheimer, not perfect movies. I mm -hmm. think the box office is, uh, the numbers are doing the marketing a disservice because they're better than the box office numbers say. So if you're a fan of Indiana Jones, if you're a fan of yes. Mission Impossible, go see them. Support yes. those movies. They really need it right now. 
Um, the only other thing I will say, uh, I had a whole list, but I've talked too much already. Um, <laughs> Homeworld Remastered is free on the Epic Ooh, Store right now. Yep, I just grabbed okay. that yesterday. Yes. I don't even yes. like yeah, RTS I, games, but I'm going to give that go. one a shot. <laughs> See, you See you guys. Gotta go Homeworld. All right. Uh, I uh, watched the first episode of Futurama. Oh uh, yeah, new, I did too. New episodes. It was it was very amusing and yep. very uh, very uh, inside and <laughs> yep, very. I also watched a movie called The Beanie Bubble. With, oh, uh, how is that? Is I want to see that. I kind of enjoyed it. You know, uh, the just Zach Galifianakis as Ty, the master of the Beanie Baby, was was pretty good <laughs> as it is. Now he's, he he's, shaved his beard for this, didn't he's he? He's clean shaven, and I didn't I don't recognize know if I can him. Handle that? <laughs> I know it's it's hard to fathom, uh, but uh, he's 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 a good actor. Actually, you'll mm -hmm. see him in yes. this. He's quite good. Uh, Secret Invasion was great. This uh, d this dark dark episode of Strange New Worlds was really good. Oh yeah, uh, the war episode. But I finally finished last night that three part DC Comics documentary on Max. And all I can say is, should have been at least five episodes, not just three, oh. because they skipped through so much stuff. I didn't. My goal was to learn about DC Comics because I'm a Marvel guy. I wanted to learn about DC Comics. All the stuff that I saw, I knew already. I mean, that's how quickly mm. they skimmed over everything. Mm. You can't just spend a minute and a half on Watchmen. You just can't. You've got to get into it a little bit deeper than that. You can't, I don't even think that there was any mention of Sandman now that I think about it. Ooh. I mean, how do you how do you just gloss over Sandman in do the DC history? Do they talk about Vertigo stuff at all? Or a little, they? yeah, okay. but that's just it. They, they spent Vertigo so little ends. time Sandman's literally the beginning of Vertigo, but yeah, Sandman wasn't exactly. a financial hit for a while, so yeah. maybe they, I don't know. Mm. I mean, stupid. they just skimmed through everything so quickly. They spent more time on DC video games than any of the, these topics. So, you know, I was a little disappointed that I didn't learn more about DC. Maybe there's about a better Le documentary I can watch. They spent a lot of time on Lego Batman. Oh, yes, I was that shocked. Is a joke. <laughs> I was shocked. No, watch part three. It's it, it's like the last twenty minutes of part three is about how great our video game department is, and I'm like, I don't care. I wanted to learn about the history of of the comics. Anyway, so there you go. But I oh. like Legos. <laughs> then then that make that a different documentary. <laughs> I, you know. Quiet, Mike. Anyway. You've talked enough. All right. <laughs> Uh, just kidding. I, I, Muting I myself. Suppose, I don't suppose there's any games, is there, Tony? There's only one, actually, only one game to mention coming out this week, and uh, I think it was made specifically for Rebecca. It's called Stray Gods, the role-playing musical. Oh, oh, I heard about this. Yes. Yeah, the, I want to play it so much. It's the same team that broke off from Bioware and made um, the Banner Saga games which are highly acclaimed as well. But this is a, a RPG, but it's a musical. All the characters are cast as, as like, are singers. It, all the voice actors sing songs. What's it's it called again? Stray Gods, the role-playing musical. Gods. So okay. check it out. Um, yeah. It's from a good studio, so it might be good. Uh, it's looks pretty crazy okay well thank you all for being here uh give us five minutes and we'll head to the after party in our patreon this is for patreon members only geekshowgotthiscovered.com is the link change is coming to our patreon soon uh but uh, yeah uh join us over there and uh live long and prosper bitches for the culture bye bye oh bye